So I think it's really important to understand what your goal is, what is the purpose of your website, whether it's achieving that purpose, and then making a decision on on what needs to be done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. After months of hard work behind the scenes, we finally launched our brand new website. While we generally give our brand and website a bit of a polish each year, this project was bigger in scope and required quite a bit more development. Not only did we switch up website platforms, but we also made some decisions about the services we'll be offering going forward. Vanessa Kynes joins me once again to chat about these updates that we've made to our website and in our business. And we also talk through some advice we have for others who might be in a similar spot. Be sure to check out the show notes at DavianKrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands at Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes you've most enjoyed so far and why. To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davian Krista Facebook page and send us a message. I've also written a corresponding blog post that accompanies this this podcast and goes into some further detail about why we've decided to redesign our website. Now, on to the episode. All right, we are back with another episode of Brands That Book. Today, we are chatting about our recent website redesign. And Vanessa is back to join me to chat about that. And I'm excited, Vanessa. I will actually get to see you next week at Creative Heart. I think we're actually all driving down together. Yeah, it's really exciting because last year I was just attending and this year I am educating. So I've done breakout sessions before. I'm really excited because I love this group of people. And I think the car drive is going to be fun. Krista told me that Jack prefers The Lion King on on soundtrack. Yeah, he does. He does. I'm excited. to Lots of Lion King. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. So I'm excited about the drive down. Krista did warn you correctly, though, there'll, there'll most likely be a lot of Lion King soundtrack involved. We've noticed that Jack is at the age where when he's up, he wants to, he just started walking and now he wants to walk everywhere. We take a lot of walks throughout the day to kind of break up the day. And it's gotten a lot harder because he wants to be out of his stroller walking with us. So now we find ourselves spending more time walking up to the park and letting him play and less time on these long walks. Well, I'll warn you because I actually just wrote a blog post, which is not related to Pinterest on traveling um, with kids, specifically kind of that baby age. And I think this is the trickiest age for y'all because... They're not quite as easy to reason with. The logic hasn't set in their brain and they do want to be on the move, but he's so adorable. So yeah, I guess at least he has that going for him because yeah, and we also have our first international trip coming up, which is, you know, again, just going to be challenging with, I think, or I guess he's technically a toddler now, a toddler at his age. So all of that to look forward to. But today, talking about our website redesign. So if you go to DavianKrista.com, you see that we have a new look. 
And this is something that we do almost every year. We take another look at our website on some level. So there's some sort of you know redesign project on an annual basis. However, this one is a lot more massive in scope than years past. We've made some serious changes. We've changed website platforms. We've been focusing on. So I'm excited to talk about kind of what goes on, what went on in that project behind the scenes from the perspective of, you know, website designers. I love it. It's kind of meta because you're web designers who are redesigning your website. That's right. So I often wonder as a web designer, if it's hard to redesign your own website, because you almost just know too much, you know, all the different things that you can do like on a website, but you can't probably do them all. So you have to really decide what's important to you. So my biggest question for y'all is why did y'all decide to rebuild the website? Like what's the main thing that you wanted to retweak? Yeah, absolutely. Well, our business has just evolved a lot over the course of the last, I'd say 12 to 18 months. Previously, we were primarily a service-based business, you know, so most of our revenue was was driven by the one-on-one services that we provided people in the way of uh, website design and branding. Over the last 12 months or, or so, the e-commerce aspect of our business has grown significantly. So now it makes up, you know, almost 50% of our revenue. But our website wasn't really built in a way that made the e-commerce aspect of our business a priority. So for instance, on our old website, you had to go to a hamburger menu, you'd had to find the shop. Then from the shop, you had to kind of select what category of product you wanted to look at just to get to you know, whatever it is that you're interested in shopping. So we didn't hear this a lot, but it wasn't out of the ordinary to, for somebody to ask, Hey, I'm trying to find, you know, the website templates on your, on your website. And so for those making up such a significant portion of our revenue, we wanted to make sure that people could find those really easily. So just the a more of a focus, more of a renewed focus on e-commerce. That was a large driver of, of wanting to redesign our website. And then in addition to that, we've actually you know, eliminated some services as well. So one thing that we started fooling around with over the last, I'd say six to 10 months is only offering search engine optimization and digital marketing services for people whose websites we've designed or for people who are using one of our website templates. And we've decided to kind of make that official. So we're still doing SEO, but we're really only offering it to people who we've designed their websites. And we made that decision based on a number of different factors. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. And it does seem like even in the service-based field that there are people who want to become educators, they start developing digital products. And so I think that you kind of like going forward ahead of them is going to help them see how they can even redesign their own website to be more user shopping friendly. So that's really helpful. And congratulations on having all that passive and well, I wouldn't call it passive. It's hard work. Those digital products. I wish it felt passive. (laughs) Yeah. They always say that. It doesn't actually make sense. So you talked about switching platforms. I want to hear about that because I know you guys do a lot of show it templates, but you guys are doing WordPress so that you can utilize WooCommerce. So I want to hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. So that's one of the big reasons that it was such a massive project was because we actually switched from show it to WordPress using a builder called Elementor also so that we can take full advantage of the e-commerce side of WordPress via WooCommerce. So WooCommerce gives us, you know, all of the shopping cart functionality that you see on our redesigned website. And we love show it. We still, I think the the majority of websites that we build for people are still show it websites. 
So I, I do, I want to emphasize that we still love Show It. We're Show It design partners. Todd Watson, the founder of Show It, I consider a really good friend, but it wasn't designed to be an e-commerce platform. You can make e-commerce work on Show It, and that's what we previously have done, but it makes it a little bit harder to implement some of the advanced e-commerce functionality we wanted without some serious workarounds. So that's one of the reasons that we switched from show it to WordPress because we just we needed easier access or be able to more easily implement some of these e-commerce features. So for instance, like just customizing the cart experience in WooCommerce would have been a lot harder if we tried to take advantage of the show it and WooCommerce integration versus just going with a straight WordPress website with WooCommerce. Okay. So for me, that makes total sense because you are serving and selling templates for service providers who maybe have no interest in doing any kind of e-commerce function. Sure. But for yourself, to run your own business and be able to run this website in a way that makes sense e-commerce, it makes sense to me that you would be using WordPress. So I think it's a good partnership between the two. And um, you've kind of worked with both, so you're really familiar with both because you do sell WordPress templates as well. We do. We sell WordPress designs as well. And the other thing to keep in mind too is that we are we're very technical people. You know, there's not... There's not much in the way of integrations or dealing with a website host, you know, whatever it might be, server configurations that that we can't tackle on our own. So we appreciate the greater control of, you know, finding our own website host, making those optimizations uh, on our own to our website. So by going to a self-hosted website, a WordPress website setup, we're able to to get more control, more granular control over our website. And that's not for everybody. Again, that's, I think, why we did most of the websites that we design for people are show at websites, because most people don't want to set up their server. You know, they, they have no interest in that, nor, nor should they. You know, they got into business to be a photographer, or a planner, or a calligrapher, or, you know, whatever it might be. And so they don't want to be spending potentially hours on kind of the technical aspect of their website, right? Not to mention it freaks us out and we don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And so so you, your time is better spent on other things. And so going with a website builder slash host like Show It, they're going to take care of all the technical stuff. They're going to do a pretty good job of making sure that's optimized for you. And then you can just focus on you know, being able to make easy updates to your design. But for somebody like us who doesn't mind kind of the technical aspect of managing a website, going the WordPress route just made sense. Yeah, totally. So I want to hear about, do did you guys kind of push yourself through your own branding experience? I know you guys are building a house right now, and I wonder if there's even some connections between building house and building a website and kind of thinking through like what you want to communicate. Did you even tweak like your branding style? We did. And, and I'm going to have Krista on to talk a little bit more about that, just the branding process in general, because she's going to be able to better speak to that. But we, you know, really Krista went through her own branding questionnaire and we revisited different things like colors and fonts. And so that can, that's reflected on our, our new website. And we think that's important just to do on an annual or, you know, at least every other year basis because businesses do grow. If you reflect over the past year, you've probably grown a lot more than maybe you even think you have. And so it was a good opportunity to for us to, to kind of go back to the basics, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, and just revisit like, what is it that we want to focus on? What's been profitable? What hasn't been, you know, profitable? What can we cut away? You know, I think it's Donald Miller. You know, I don't even want to say because I can't remember exactly who it is, but it's somebody, you know, I hear they 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 cut away 25% of their business or something like that to make room for more 
for more growth. And that's such an interesting concept of pruning, you know? And so I think that's what we did through the branding process, through thinking through this new website and our services, feeling like, you know what, we want to really focus on website design and branding. All right. Those are our core services. That's what we're going to focus on and getting people, you know, website templates in the shop. And so that's what's reflected. You know, our top level navigation is, is much more simplified on our new website. You can very, very easily get to either custom design and branding or to the shop and then within the shop filter in all the ways that you would want to want to filter products. And I think by eliminating SEO as a standalone service and digital marketing as a standalone service. One, that's something that we can offer our current customers. And two, it just makes more room for, you know, growth in the areas of design and branding and continuing to provide website templates and resources for creatives. So you said that about every year you take a look and you tweak things. So what goes into planning this whole process? I know you guys have a team of four, right? Who a team of four designers and programmers, including yourselves. How do you guys like decide what goes and what stays and what you want to improve? For sure. I mean, a lot of it is just focusing on your numbers. And so our numbers are going to come from a number of different places, but one of those places being, you know, revenue and breaking down exactly where money is coming in from and, and looking, looking at it and saying, wow, look, you know, we are bringing in a lot more money from the palm shop and that channel. And, you know, then going back and looking at SEO and looking at the SEO services that we're providing people who aren't clients in some other respect and saying, okay, we're spending a lot of time here, but it's not as profitable as proportionally as profitable as something like website design and branding. So making that decision, okay, well, what if we cut that out and got all of that time back and then could focus it on again, maybe building more products for the palm shop or taking on additional clients for design and branding. And then, you know, hopefully the idea is that we would increase our revenue by cutting that portion out. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Like it actually reminds me a lot of the book Essentialism. And like once you really get hyper-focused on a service, obviously to you, it's really easy. You know exactly what to do and what workflows to follow. And so you become more efficient and ideally more profitable in that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We had a ton of pages uh, and we still do. We still have a ton of pages on our website, but I, I would say if you went to our, if you remember our old website, our top level navigation out of that hamburger menu, there were a lot of pages there. And it's not so much that we have less pages, but they're certainly organized in a different way. And one of the ways that we organized them was basically going back to Google Analytics and understanding what pages people were visiting, where people were coming in, where people ended up, and then making those pages the primary pages. You know, as you can probably guess, since a lot of our revenue is driven by the palm shop, a lot of people visit the shop, you know? And so why wouldn't that be a primary page or one of just a few in our top level navigation? And so we made decisions based on data like that as well, looking at what pages are people visiting, what pages are actually leading to conversions, and then trying to focus on those pages. I know you don't want to focus totally on the technical aspects, but my my brain has a lot of questions for you. So Ask away. you own the domain. So, okay, this is going to come from such a like beginner perspective. You own the domain and you actually do a lot of your own hosting and you host for clients. Mm -hmm. So you are basically just, did you pull it away from show it and then put it on WordPress? Was that an issue at all with like domain like ownership? 
No, I mean, these are all these are all good questions to, to ask. So you don't really own your domain. So VanessaKinds.com, right? <laughs> yeah, you're basically renting it. So you purchased it through something like Google Domains or GoDaddy or DreamHost or, you know, wherever it may be, your domain registrar, right? So you've purchased sort of that that address, right? If we're thinking about, you know, just imagine a, a street with an empty lot on it, you know, and right. you've purchased that address. Well, then you need a place for your website to live. And that would be your host, you know? So you're paying for your website to live with this host. What happens is people go online and they search your domain and then it pulls it, pulls your website from wherever that host is, right? Website builders like ShowIt and Squarespace and Wix, they both act as the website builder, the tools in which you use to build your website. And then also your website hosts, they host your website as well. And so that's that's in part why you pay them a monthly subscription, right? Or an annual subscription. So what we've done was, so our domain is, I think it's via Google domains. That's where we keep most of our domains. So we're really just pointing that domain now to a different host, you know? So instead of it pointing to show its servers, it's pointing to, you know, different, our own servers. So that's how that works. When you're building a new website, and this is good, just good for anybody to realize, you generally don't want to build your new website on top of your existing website. Does that make sense? Like we built our website on a staging domain, basically a totally separate domain. So www, and I won't tell people it because we do a lot of testing stuff there. <laughs> Not that it's a secret or anything like that, but we, we build our new website on a staging domain. And then when we're ready, we migrate that from the staging domain to davianchrista.com. So for months, we've been building a website at a different domain. And then when we are ready to launch, all we did was migrate that website we had built to davianchrista.com. And there's advantages to doing that. One, you're not under a time crunch, like your website's not under construction. People aren't seeing a page that's like halfway built, right? But in addition to that, you get the opportunity to test your website before it actually goes live. So our website, our new website actually went live a week ago. So actually today, we're recording this episode a week in advance of it going live. Our website went live today and we're not going to announce it for a week. People are going to visit it and they're going to see it, but we're not going to announce it for a week because even though we tested on our staging domain, there are things that inevitably will need to be fixed when we move it over. You know, like no matter how much testing we've done on the staging domain, we're still going to have to fix some things in part because different plugins and stuff require licenses and those licenses have to be reactivated for new domains and so on and so forth. But point being, and I think that's a good lesson for people too. You know, they get so excited, their website's ready, they publish it so it's live and then they want to tell everybody. You know, but how many times I've seen in like the show at user group, people say, I just launched my website. I just announced. And now I realize like the whole mobile site is broken. You know, well, if you just waited a little bit, you wouldn't have that, that, that sudden influx of traffic. You would have been able to take care of that issue. And then you could announce, you know, that's so smart. I don't think I ever really thought about that from a, I mean, I would have thought about hosting it kind of like on a fake domain or whatever, like a testing domain. But even just giving it a week to kind of tweak through and have maybe just some friends or industry friends click through and give them your feedback, their feedback about like the flow. So I wouldn't be a good Pinterest strategist because I get this question a lot is what happens when you move websites to those domains. So the way Pinterest works is it connects an image, a pin to a specific URL. Mm -hmm. And so 
it seems like for y'all, because you've probably thought about this. So for example, this podcast might be like datingkrista.com slash B2B slash new website. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. You're going to use that same URL on your new website, correct? Yes and no. So that's, you, you bring up a great point. Whenever you're redesigning a website, you need to realize what happens when somebody visits one of my old links. Well, in some cases, nothing because for our blog, for instance, all of those blog post URLs are going to remain exactly the same. So, all right, good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like for all my BTB episodes, all the uh, brands and book episodes, those are going to live at exactly the same URL. However, something that will change are our product URLs. And they're going to change to a certain extent by necessity. The way that our old website was built on Show It, we couldn't do things like davianchrista.com forward slash product forward slash category and the product name, let's say. And again, I should clarify, there are there are things like that you, that you can do now via their WooCommerce integration. But anyways, we didn't have it set up that way. So it would just be davianchrista.com forward slash product name. Well, now that those are living within a, a subfolder called products, what we'll have to do is create redirects. And so what we'll do is we'll use a plugin called Yoast. We use the premium version of Yoast. There's a free redirections plugin just called redirections, I think. And what you'll do is you'll go in and put the old URL and then you'll put the new URL and then you'll select a 301 redirect, which means that it's a permanent redirect. So that when people visit Davy and Krista forward slash Positano, which is one of our show it in WordPress website designs, they will be redirected to the new URL, which is davianchrista.com forward slash product forward slash Positano or, or something like that, right? But that way, all of those old links, they don't become just dead 404 links, which creates a bad user experience, right? Because we do a lot of work with you on Pinterest. And so people come in through those pins and we want them to land in the right place. So this allows us to get people to kind of the updated page. But, you know, we, we, we talked about eliminating services, right? So we're not offering, we're still offering digital marketing services, but we're offering digital marketing services for people who are website and brand clients, you know, but we don't have a 99% sure we don't have a digital marketing page on our website anymore. So what do we do with that page? Well, I think right now it's just hidden so people can technically still get into it, get to it. But ultimately what we'll do is we'll create a redirect so that it goes to some other page that might make sense. Yeah. So maybe it's our homepage, you know, maybe it's, you know, whatever replaces that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can just redirect them to somewhere that's related or um, kind of gets them to at least a place where they could contact you and, and inquire. But yeah, that totally makes sense. So that's important to me because I get that question a ton from the Pinterest side because people, you know, you still want to be getting the benefits of all that traffic, especially from SEO and Pinterest or YouTube or whatever. So you want to make sure you're not going to lose all that website traffic. So absolutely. You've talked a lot about this, so we maybe have touched on this a bit, but what areas you really wanted to focus on? It sounded like for you, the biggest thing was e-commerce, but what about those user experiences? Were there other things that you feel like you now have improved from moving from your show it to your WordPress site? Yeah, you know, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily, I wouldn't say it's because we moved from show it to WordPress. I would say, you know, again, with WordPress, we get more granular control over our website. So there are a few things that I'm that I'm excited about. One, being able to really truly optimize our website speed, the the speed at which a page loads on our website. So since we have total control over our servers, we can set them up in a way that makes our website load more quickly. And we can basically pay to have it uh, load more quickly as well. But we can set up things like content delivery networks, which again will increase or hopefully increase, not increase, but decrease page load speed. 
all right, make pages load more quickly. So website speed is a big deal for us and we wanna make sure that we optimize that as much as possible. So I'm really excited about that. Even the checkout process, just you know, people being able to add more than one item to a cart, us being able to offer different deals for different combinations of things purchased, which is something that was really difficult for us to do on our old website. One thing that I love about Elementor in particular is that it allows us to pay attention to how our website looks on tablet devices, which is something that we weren't previously able to do as well. And we see increasingly a number of people coming from tablet devices. What about the mobile experience? Anything new or exciting there? Yeah, I mean, Show It does a great job of this too, giving you the opportunity to design your website with mobile in mind. You can actually just toggle between the desktop screen and the mobile screen and, and figure out how all that's going to look. So there's not really a huge change there from you know moving off of Show It to WordPress, but it just... I, I think it comes down to a lot of the experience of just like checking out, buying, purchasing uh, products and things like that. I think it's a more, more seamless experience now that we, we are using really just one platform instead of hooking up a bunch of different platforms to make our website work how we wanted it to work. Yeah, totally. So I think one of the most important questions I can ask you is what are you most excited about? And congratulations on the launch, but I want to hear what you're most excited about the new website. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do for me going back to e-commerce. It just having that be more of a priority on our website, things working how you would expect an e-commerce website to work, being able to add multiple things to the cart, being able to see your shopping cart, all of those things I'm really excited about. We've added different things to our website as well. People want to see what templates look like in the wild, you know, so they want to see other people using that template to better imagine, I guess, themselves, uh, themselves using that template. And so we've added on each of our template pages, demos from people who are already using that template. So that's really exciting as well. Just building in some, some more of these things that people have been asking based on the questions that people have been asking over the course of the last year. So I think it will cut down on customer support, you know, just questions that we get. But then I also think that's that's pretty cool functionality as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you still going to have your chat on your website? Yeah, we still have the chat on the website. And, but, you know, some of the questions that like, for instance, one of the questions is how do I add more than one thing to, to my cart? And the reason that we we love Thrivecart. So we're leaving behind a couple different platforms that we really love. One, you know, being Show It, two, being Thrivecart. Thrivecart is a great cart solution, but it's really meant if you're like selling a course or if you're selling one product at the end of a sales page, right? Because if you're selling a course, let's say, you want people when they land on that sales page not to be distracted by all the other things they can buy. You want them to buy that course. So something like Thrivecart is awesome for that. I loved, I mean, I, Thrivecart was one of the best purchases I ever made. I got it on a lifetime deal. We've done, I mean, so much in terms of volume through Thrivecart and never had an issue. They continue to add new features, but you know, it wasn't meant to be an e-commerce solution like Shopify is where you can go in and you can add a bunch of different items to your cart. So moving to something like WooCommerce just makes sense. Do you have any capabilities in WooCommerce? I know you can do this on Shopify that if someone adds something to their cart and maybe they kind of leave and abandon the cart, do you have, are you have any plans to like set up email reminders to kind of say, Hey, you missed this or come back and shop with us, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's called cart abandonment. And we could actually do that with Thrivecart as well. It didn't work as well again, because people could, you know, check out multiple 
multiple items. And I should say it didn't work as well for what we were trying to use it for. That That's an important clarification. But we can do that with WooCommerce. So we can set up cart abandonment. So if we have your email address and you put some stuff in your cart, you would get an email from us saying, hey, what happened? We noticed you started checkout, but you stopped. You can finish checking out here. And then it brings them to a, a you know that direct link back to their cart so that they can finish checking out. And that kind of stuff makes a big difference. You know, even if one out of 20 people decided to purchase because they got that email, I mean, that kind of stuff adds up over time. It also sounds like, to me, it sounds like the biggest thing for you is that you could have multiple items in a cart. And just from an e-commerce perspective, you can increase the amount of profit per sale. I don't know exactly what the terminology is. The amount of revenue per sale by just allowing somebody to be able to, and maybe they really want to, it's not like coercion, but they want to add multiple things to their cart, but can't because it wasn't quite as easy to do with Thrive. So that sounds like that's going to be a good fit for you guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just based on the amount of people that are asking that question, we got, you know, we want things to be as easy as possible for our customers, but we also want to make sure that we're not losing out on sales because people get frustrated and don't want to have to go through the checkout process three times to buy you know, three items or whatever. So like you said, hopefully it increases the cart amount, you know, per, per purchase. But then in addition to that, you know, I'm excited to have kind of that total control over our website. You know, that's a double-edged sword because when something goes wrong, you have to figure it out on your own. Again, I think that's one of the reasons why going with a website platform is show it like show it is so great is because if your website went down, you can just reach out to show it and they're going to troubleshoot that for you and get your website back up and running. But at the same time, we're now able to optimize our website in ways that we previously weren't able to. I'll have Alex, one of our designers, who was a big piece of putting together this website, building this website on the show at some point to talk exactly about those optimizations. Awesome. That I expect to be a really fun episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to I'm excited to really chat about those things and talk about the sort of the the small tweaks that we make to our website in order to improve performance. But one thing that I want to mention too, before, before we go on, I think that sometimes we have people come to us for a website design project and they don't, they want to redesign their website because their friends redesigned their website. And I always think that's a terrible reason to redesign your website. You know, like we look at our website and we make a judgment on whether it needs to be updated based on its performance. You know, so we'll have people come to us and say, Hey, my website, I don't really have all that many issues with it. The SEO is great. You know, I get found on, on Google consistently. I'm on the first page for the different searches that I want to rank for. I just feel like it's time for an update, you know? And I, I, I just don't think that's a very good reason to update your website. Sure. Does that mean that maybe we can go back and freshen some things up? Yes. Does that mean you want to do a massive redesign? Probably not because why rock the boat? You know, if you're getting a ton of bookings because people are finding you on Google, you know, or, or you're just getting a ton of bookings and, and you, you can't handle them all, then, then what's the, really, what's the point of the redesign? You know? And so I think it's important to keep that kind of stuff in mind as you tackle a website design project. Like what is the point of that website? It's not to impress your friends. You know, like it's not, it's not so that you have the most beautiful looking website. I mean, that's great. You know, you want your website to be beautiful, but ultimately you want your website to do its job, which is, you know, probably either to get people to inquire so that you can book them or two, to sell a product online. So if it's not doing one of those things, then definitely you need to tackle your website. But if it's doing those things, then really think hard about whether that's a project that you want to bite off. Like if you have great search visibility, do you really want to restructure your entire website? 
Yeah, because I think you guys would admit like this was a huge project for you guys and took a lot of time and manpower to pull together. But it was necessary for you guys as you grow the products out of your business. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very much driven by necessity, you know, especially if we want to continue to grow in the way that we that we want to grow. And but this is I mean, this was a months long process for us. This is one of our I think one of our longest website projects that we've ever bitten off between you know, our own websites and client websites. It was probably super frustrating for Krista and Alex for that matter, because dealing with me, like I just constantly go back and revise things, you know? So there is a revision process that we would never afford any of our clients, not just simply because it would be, it would cost an outrageous amount of money, <laughs> you know? Like at one point things were built and we just decided now nah, this isn't it, you know? And we scrapped it and, and went back and basically redesigned every single page. You should tune into next week's podcast about how to deal with difficult clients like Davey. Yeah. I should have Krista on here and you you two could have talked about it and she probably would have used me as a as her example, you know? So but yeah, I mean, my point in saying all of that is simply that it's a huge investment of of time, you know, even though for us, like, you know, we don't have to pay ourselves to do it, but we are paying because we're spending a ton of time on it. You know, so I think it's really important to understand what your goal is, what is the purpose of your website, whether it's achieving that purpose and then making a decision on on what needs to be done. That's such great advice. Well, I congratulations and I'm super excited. Maybe I'll go and click around and um, test for you, but I'm super excited for you guys. I love the new images and the new branding. You've got Jack in there a little bit more as well. So I'm excited for you guys to be able to share your story of your family too. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm interviewing Eric and John Hayes this week about brand photography. So we'll talk a little bit about how important that is. And I think that it was just definitely one of those investments that we really valued while we redid our website. But of course, like it's interesting because while we're closing out this project, it's never really closed out. There's continually, you know, going to be some tweaks and, and stuff. So if you are on our website, you notice something is a little bit off, feel free to send us an email so that we can make that update. But again, that's why we try to keep this website live for at least a week before announcing it to anybody, just so that we can deal with those issues without there being a huge influx of traffic while we do so. That's awesome. That's great advice. Well, Vanessa, thank you for your time this morning from Birmingham. I know you're traveling, so it's difficult dealing with hotel Wi-Fi and, <laughs> and you know, just the travel schedule and stuff like that. So I appreciate you taking some time talking to me about this new website. Thanks so much for having me. It was so fun to talk about. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com.